Welcome to Podcast One. We hope you'll support our sponsors who bring you these podcasts absolutely free and with limited interruptions. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this show, which will get started in just a second. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. A best-selling author, host of TV's That Metal Show, and seven national radio shows, including Trunk Nation, daily on Sirius XM. Interesting. Eddie offers the world his news-making interviews, passionate analysis, honest commentary, and who knows what else. So welcome to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. It's Eddie Trunk, and time for another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. New every Thursday, podcast1.com and iTunes. Thank you for listening, downloading, and streaming. I am coming to you this week from, well, at the time I record this, Denver, Colorado, just coming off of another crazy week of travel. Uh, Every week, a different adventure. I was in Cheyenne, Wyoming this past Sunday, where I shot the eighth episode and final episode of season one for my new Access TV series, Trunk Fest. Hope you guys are enjoying it and watching it every Sunday night at 9.30 Eastern and DVRing and all that good stuff. It is a greatly, greatly appreciated. So, yeah, I shot an episode in Cheyenne, Wyoming. I mean, that TV show is all about taking me into different places and experiences, and I certainly got well, very much the most different experience I could ever have imagined because I attended the 122nd year of what is the biggest rodeo in the world, outdoor rodeo. And it's called Cheyenne Frontier Days. I was in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and it was pretty darn interesting to see what goes on there. It is a massive, massive event. And it's a rodeo and a celebration of Western culture. You will be able to see that episode when it airs in about three weeks uh, on Access TV. Like I said, Trunk Fest on Sunday nights at 9.30 Eastern. So the one musical artist I talked to at this particular event was Charlie Daniels from the Charlie Daniels Band. It was the first time I ever spent any time uh, really talking to Charlie. And man, what a hell of a nice guy. And as you'll see when the show airs, remarkable because he's 83 years old and is in great shape. I mean, he's got all his marbles. He doesn't need any assistance getting around. He still performs well. He still tours on a regular basis. Guy looks good. Doesn't have a wrinkle in his face. 83 years old. I could not believe it. And it was a real pleasure to meet him. And that was another new experience on the music side to be able to talk to a guy that's certainly a little bit out of the wheelhouse of what I'm best known for. But, um, you know, very cool to to meet just the same. So you'll see that uh, episode, Cheyenne, Wyoming, Frontier Days. Believe it should be airing about three weeks from this Sunday on the new Trunk Fest TV series. So I shot that in Wyoming. 
spent a couple extra days in Denver having some meetings and meeting some of the folks at Access TV where they have a headquarters here in Denver. And at the time you hear this, I am in Tulsa once again. I'm hosting a free show there this Saturday at the IDL Ballroom for Bisto Blanco. Cool new band features Chuck Garrick from Alice Cooper's band as well as Alice Cooper's daughter Calico. So greatly looking forward to that. The other big news since I talked to you last is the announcement of a new monthly radio show from Los Angeles live from the Rainbow Bar and Grill. Most people know the historic Rainbow Bar and Grill that was made a landmark by a lot of rock artists, including, of course, Lemmy, who basically lived there. And I'm going to be doing a live radio show from there one time a month. And the very first one is a week from Friday, August 3rd. It's going to be totally free to get into. And I'm going to broadcast for two hours from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific on August 3rd. And we are going to have a very, very, very cool guest as well that cannot be announced in advance, but we will have a very special guest for that very first show. So as you know, I do a live daily show on Sirius XM on 106 volume every day, 2 to 4 Eastern. And then that show replays 9 to 11 Eastern. So all that's going to happen here is on August 3rd, the 9 to 11 Eastern, 6 to 8 Pacific slot will be the live broadcast. And that will originate from the rainbow. So if you're in Southern California, August 3rd, 6 to 8, come on down and join us for what should be a fun party. I hope it really channels some of the old school fun of the Sunset Strip. And then um, anywhere else, just listen, because you'll hear all the action live as it unfolds over the air on Sirius XM 106 volume, which, of course, is where the interviews you hear on the Eddie Trunk podcast originate. Before we get to this week's interview, like I said, uh, check all my appearances. There are a ton of things coming up. Have a look on the homepage of eddietrunk.com and hope to see you out and about. Follow on Twitter, Instagram, fan page on Facebook, all simply at Eddie Trunk. So Denver, Tulsa, at the time you hear this, Home to New Jersey for a couple days and then off to Los Angeles for the very first Trunk Nation invasion, or we're calling it the, uh, that was a catchy name. Oh, the Trunk Nation LA invasion. That's the catchy name they came, came up for live from the Sunset Strip in Hollywood. And then I'll head out west for that, the, uh, the very first one, which should be a monthly event. So there you go. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, I also saw Def Leppard and Journey while I was here in Denver. As soon as I got here, got to see all the almost all the guys in, in Def Leppard. Talked to everybody but Sav. But it's great to see everyone. Vivian Campbell played me a new Last in Line track that sounded really cool. The place was sold out, and it was a baseball stadium, Coors Field. It was a tremendous scene, something I never thought I'd see. Uh, 45,000 people watching Def Leppard and Journey in a baseball stadium in 2018 in Denver. So made me feel good for rock music, 
and it made me feel good to see all these rock fans out there and certainly made the bands feel good to have that many people come out to see them. Both bands sounded real good. Didn't get to watch full sets. I had I got there late and I had to leave early because I had to get up to Wyoming. But it was good to say hi to the guys and good to catch up with everybody and uh, see all the great rock fans that were there as well in Colorado at the uh, Coors Field event. So if I ran into you, very cool. Thank you. And uh, thanks to the guys in Leopard. Uh, good to catch up with them a little bit and see that show, which I guess another leg of that tour is coming soon as well. All right. I want to get to the interview this week. And it is with a band that I've talked a lot about over the last year or so called The Struts. For my money, one of the best of the emerging new rock bands. As I've said a lot of times, if you listen to my satellite show, I think that there are three bands right now at the cusp of really, really blowing up and hopefully giving rock a big kick in the pants. And that is Greta Van Fleet, The Struts, and Ghost, who are also well on their way. So that to me, regardless of, I know there's other great emerging rock bands, but that to me, those three are the ones that are most on the verge in, in maybe becoming something really big and special. We'll see how it plays out. Of those three right now, I could tell you that the Struts are my favorite. They are walk a lot of different lines. There's pop in what they do. There's rock. There's hard rock. I recently went to their show, one of their shows. I saw people there from kids to 70 years old. They have a wide appeal, equal male, equal female. Clearly, the struts wear their influences on their sleeve as well. Stuff like Queen and a lot of the 70s British glam pop and things like that. And we have to wait to see what this next record's going to be like, which will be kind of like their first official real full-length album. But I like them a lot. I saw them recently. To me, they're... To me, the Struts and Rival Sons are the two bands I like the most on the emerging rock scene. And got a chance to have the Struts in my studio just before they opened for the Foo Fighters at Madison Square Garden. So they literally came to my Sirius XM show and then walked down the street and played Madison Square Garden for the first time with Foo Fighters. Pretty cool. So that sets the table for the interview you're about to hear. That was the day that this happened. All four members of the band came in. Luke does the bulk of the talking, as would be expected with the front man in the band. And this, again, is courtesy of my volume show on Sirius XM. So you got a full hour here, just, a, just shy of an hour, with all four members of, for me, what I think one of the most exciting and best newer rock bands on the scene, The Struts. They're the guests on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast, coming right back. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. Hey, let me tell you guys about an awesome new toothbrush I got called Quip. Truth is, most of us are brushing our teeth wrong, not long enough, and this one toothbrush can change it all because unlike most brands that focus on selling flashy gimmicks, this is all about better brushing. Quip is truly awesome. They are very different. For starters, Quip is an electric toothbrush, fraction of the cost, of bulkier brushes while still packing the right amount of vibrations to keep your, keep your teeth clean. Quip's built-in timer helps you clean for the dentist-recommended two minutes with guiding pulses that remind you to switch sides. Next, Quip's subscription plans 
are for your health, not just convenience. They deliver new brushed heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. Quip carries... All sorts of great stuff. It comes with a mount, suctions right to your mirror, unsticks to use as a cover for hygiene, travel, wherever you take your teeth, and you take them everywhere, right? And finally, everyone loves Quip. They were on Oprah's cue list, named one of time's best inventions, and the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. Plus, they're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists, and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers use Quip every day, including me. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash trunk right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's right, free. Getquip.com slash trunk. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash trunk. Hey, it's your girl, Amber Rose. And I'm Dr. Chris. And we're excited to announce the launch of the Amber Rose Show with Dr. Chris right here on Podcast One. We'll be taking your calls, sharing our expert advice, and talking all things sex, relationships, and self-empowerment. This is a judgment-free show, and we want you to be a part of the conversation. So make sure to download new episodes of the Amber Rose Show with Dr. Chris every Thursday on PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. If you guys like my show, you're not going to want to miss No Excuse with John Taffer. Shut it down and listen to John, the award-winning hospitality legend, as he brings his straight talk and unapologetic approach to daily topics and current events. You don't want to miss his latest interviews with Adam Carolla and R.J. Bell, the host of Dream Preview on Podcast One. So download No Excuses every Tuesday on Podcast One, podcastone.com, and Apple Podcasts. Also remember to rate and review. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. All right, let's get back to, uh, or let's get to this week's interview on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. As I mentioned, all four members of the Struts came by my studio for my live Sirius XM show. And it was great talking to them. This was just minutes before they took the stage at Madison Square Garden. Well, a few hours before they took the stage at Madison Square Garden to open for the Foo Fighters. So here you go. The Struts on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. Enjoy. We have in the studio a band that, uh, well, ever since I first saw them live, which was last October, I, I only saw like four or five songs, but it was enough for me to be like, holy shit, this is the band that's going to save rock and roll. All four members of the Struts. Thank you for being here, gentlemen. Thank we you. We have Luke, we have Adam, we have Jed, we have Getton. Good to see you guys. And uh, just got a little gig tonight playing with the, you know, playing the garden tonight. You know, just just a little little gig. Playing down the, the garden, you know. I think it's going to be cool. Ever since I watched the song Remains the Same. Right. That's all I've wanted to do is actually just, well, see a show there. Um, I thought I would see a performance there before we ever got to be on the stage so to, to play it is um i think is a little bit premature but we're ready well the idea is of course that you want to play it as your own gig as exactly a headline. Yeah, that's, that's where you're I'm headed saying. now i yeah, mean you're yeah. you're playing it tonight opening for foo fighters which is awesome mm-hmm. but that's a nice sort of appetizer for what the ultimate goal i would believe would be yeah it's gonna be good you know i'll get i'll have a feel of the room and you know see how my voice sounds like coming back off the wall and you know the stage itself you know so by the time we we headline it you know and and, and sell it out I'll, I'll sort of be ready then It'll be comfortable i'll be like right these shoes for this song and <laughs> 
<laughs> this jacket for that bit and you know i i know i know the dimensions have you guys stepped foot in there have you been in there yet today no, no we've got not yet. crew are currently setting up as we speak okay we're roll out after this and go and sound check all right so you have an it, it, so nobody none none of you guys have ever actually been in the building before we past there the other night we were get up on that mic so we uh, can hear you yeah, a little we bit. were we wandered past it the other night Looking for pizza at four <laughs> And we saw our name under the Foo Fighters, and it was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Oh, that is cool. You got, I'm, I'm assuming you got a photo of that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we all, we all did. Of course yeah. we did. Yeah. And you got to have a big-ass a big ass stretch limo waiting there for you at that ramp when you get off stage. You four. Could pull a, four. four. So you could pull a song remains <laughs> the same move and go right up that spiral yeah. thing, right? Police escort, you <laughs> exactly. know, in between each limo. Just a Harley Davidson police. For people that you guys have had, I mean, playing the garden's a pretty cool thing, but in the history of the struts, you guys have had some pretty amazing show opportunities. Yeah. I mean, playing some unbelievable gigs, including, of course, currently with the Foo Fighters. Mm. But but talk about because you played with you opened for Motley Crue for a bit yeah. too, right? Give it, Luke. Give us the rundown of some of the some of the highlight moments as far as. Uh, bills you've shared honestly we've been the most luckiest unlucky band in the world if that makes any sense um you know well firstly you know that the first life-changing show which really led everything to where we are right now being sat with you um in this present moment was uh supporting the the rolling stones in in paris it's insane um that was what five years, five years ago and from four. that, four years ago, and from that, you know, that just opened everything for us. You know, we were, nothing was going on. And then after that show, everyone was kind of like, wow, once you have the stones in your kind of like opening slot roster, if you want to call it that, people really pay attention. And how did that come about? Well, you know, we used to tour around France all the time. The four of, well, the five of us, um, including like Adam's cousin, used to drive us around in a little white transit van and we would play up and down um, the country of France and these little clubs and stuff like that. So we had this reputation of a really great, energetic live party band. And um, I think it was Primal Scream we were meant to be opening for them. And two weeks before the sl- the, the show, um, I think they had to pull out. And there was like a, a quick meeting. And of course, one of the French promoters said, you know, the struts, they'd be great. And that's what happened. And does that have to be run through the stones? Yes, yes. So Mick Keith have to sign off on that, I yeah, would think, I, right? I, so they were aware of the band, or they did you send a demo, or what? What'd you have at that point to sell it to them? I think what happened was they showed Mick some music, and I think it was like, okay, if they can handle the the big crowd, and it looks like they can, so let's do it. And then we, you know, we've gone on to support them uh, a further um, two times after that. Have you guys met them? Do they come yes. over and say, you have, yeah. talk about that experience. I mean, I think the best experience was the very first time in Paris. You know, we, we were so naive and so like a little bit younger and we didn't really realize like how big of a deal it was. Um, and, you know, we were watching their sound check, which is a no-go. You know, you you shouldn't be doing that. And we kind of like snuck out to the general admission area, um, the, the standing area, and listening to them sound check uh, wild horses and you can't always get what you want um, with the choir, with the local choir. Anyway, so the, 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 the sound check finishes and, and Mick just walks off stage and then just starts walking towards us <laughs> and starts to walk 
past us, clocks us, and realizes this must be the the band. Yeah. And he literally just came over and shook our hands and and then we, we you know, I chatted with him for like fifteen minutes, which seemed like, you know, six hours. Yeah, yeah. Um and it was only after that I realised like, wow, how rare that is, you know. Because we've spoken to people that have opened up for them and again like I said we have opened up for them like since and it's so rare to get like a genuine like connection or well that's why I bring it up because fans listening would be like well they opened for him how the hell would they not have met him but that happens I mean that's that's not unusual Guns N' Roses was was the same you know it it was very um, you know the camp is is very like on lockdown and right. everything super 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 organized which is fair enough i mean it's guns and roses but you know we didn't have a chance to like say hello to them or whatnot you know motley that was great you know like nikki and and tommy and whatnot you know we went to tommy lee's like after party on new year's eve you know nikki was coming into our dressing room and like you know saying hello with us and you know going to the food fires that's what's made this so amazing is because not only you know, is it the opening slot of a lifetime? But, you know, as people, like, we're actually genuine friends now with, like, the whole entire band. Right. You know, right. Like, Dave comes into our dressing room, says hello, and asks, how are we doing? You know, Pat is like, uh, you know, in-house like A and R man with this next album. <laughs> He's telling us what not to play and how we should be playing it, and and then Taylor. You know, we 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 could talk about Queen for months. Oh and yeah, end, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, oh yeah. Well, I spoke. I spent a lot of time talking to Taylor and Dave about you guys yeah. because the night I saw you, you guys, they, the next night in New Orleans, you played House of Blues. Yes. Yeah. And I came to House of Blues because Cra- our our mutual friend Craig Gas texted yes. me. And said, come over. And I was shooting something at Voodoo Fest that Foo Fighters were playing. Mm-hmm. And you guys were playing your own gig at House of Blues. So that's why I only caught the end of your set that mm-hmm. night because I was over there working at the time. But I hung out and talked with Taylor and Dave a lot about you guys right. and how much they, you know, we all love. I was, t- I was telling you guys the other night because I did finally see a full show when you played the other night in, in Pennsylvania, your oh, own nice. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in yeah. Bethlehem. I just saw you guys. It was a guys. good show. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was real good. But. We were talking about that, and I've spent a lot of time talking to you guys, not only with my audience, but other people in bands that I know would really get and appreciate what you're about. Joe Elliott, another guy. Yes. We were talking about this the other night, and Joe said to me that you guys, he can really relate to what you guys are going through and what you're doing, not only from a perspective of the music that you make, but also what you're dealing with in your home country of England. Because Def Leppard had the same exact thing happen to them, where they were somewhat, they broke here in America way, way, way before they were accepted in England, which mm. I never knew being based here. Yeah. And and I, I had no idea. And Luke, you brought that up when I saw you last week in Bethlehem on yeah. stage. You actually talked a little bit about that and about Dave Grohl just recently saying that the, that the Struts are the best opening act, which is an amazing thing to say, mm. that they've ever had which has suddenly given you some different level of acceptance in, in the UK? It has. Yeah. Literally, the, the weirdest thing was, you know, he, he'd done that interview and the, the video from that interview and that specific quote had gone up and it was on Twitter and Facebook and everything. And literally like 45 minutes after that, 
like these emails started coming in like you know this magazine wants to do an interview in literally 45 minutes time and then you know we had all of this uk radio like stuff coming and um it's it's just been you know amongst everything that him and the band have done for us that has just been the the absolute golden cherry on the cake well, let me ask you guys this though this cuz to me and I don't mean this with any disrespect to Dave, who I love, and I think it's amazing he did that. But I think that's kind of sad mm. in the sense that the UK and press and wherever they are should react to the struts or any music simply because it's really good and they like it. Yeah. It shouldn't take an iconic rock guy to kind of give it its blessing to all mm. of a sudden have people like sheep flock to it. I mean, that's always bothered me. To the contrary, too, if I've seen, oh, somebody told me that James Hetfield thinks this is great. Well, now we all say it's great. Mm. It's okay to say, no, it's not. Yeah. You know, ever I just wish everyone have independent thought and, and look at it and say, yeah, we should be covering the struts or playing the struts or going to see the struts because they're a really good band. Yeah. And they're, it's great what they're doing, not because some guy who's on all the magazine covers told us to and then all of a sudden okay fall in line everyone i mean it's great that that's happened for yeah. you don't get me wrong but in the end it's kind of like i don't it's kind of like you just wish people would just think for themselves a little bit more yeah i, I look i i totally agree um and you'll take it don't get you know, me wrong I, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the intelligent thing to do is definitely take it um but you know at the end of the day you know we are a very unconventional group you know, and and we've always, you know, started um, in a very sort of like difficult situation. Whether it, it, you know, when we first became a band, you know, everyone was just telling me that I needed to, you know, change my appearance, and and then it was the music, and and you know, this this hymn sheet that you know I wanted myself and the Struts to sing from was was definitely a difficult. Uh, path to 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 go down you know if we wanted to take the easy way we could have just sort of like listened to the radio stations in the uk and 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 read all of the trendy music magazines and thought okay let's put on some skinny jeans and you know sort of like whimper down a microphone and you know and just sort of like do what's trendy right now um so i've always said that the fact that we're unconventional the the way in which we're going to get to the top is also going to be unconventional mm-hmm. and i think you know as as again dave doing that and saying that it wouldn't be the most it's not the most obvious route but it's the struts route and that's the way we're going to be able to sort of like get a reputation and attention in our native country coming right back with more with the struts on this week's eddie trunk podcast the eddie trunk podcast Well, guys out there, you don't need to meet me to talk to you about underwear, do you? I mean, really. You're like, well, come on, I don't, you know, I don't need to hear from Eddie Trunk about underwear. But you do, because me undies are a game changer. And new underwear is better than old. Of course, they have to be comfortable, and you want them to be comfortable, and you want some fresh ones. So you really got to try me undies. They stay put, no moving around. They come right to your door. I mean, you need good underwear. It's as simple as that. And this is a no-risk offer. If you're not happy 
They'll refund the cost, and you get to keep them. And because you're listening to me, you get 15% off your first pair and free shipping. These are not just regular underwear. They're the softest. They stay in place. They're great. Go to MeUndies.com slash trunk. That's MeUndies.com slash trunk. And here's an extra gift for you. Check this out. If you order a pair and you take a screenshot of your transaction, you send it to me, you'll get another pair. You get one for 15% off and then another pair free. The first 25 people to send a proof of purchase, a screenshot of your purchase, or of the receipt, you'll get another pair free. Just send your proof to gift at podcastone.com and put trunk in the subject line. And you'll soon have another pair in your collection free. Let's do this. MeUndies.com slash trunk. That's MeUndies.com slash trunk. Send that receipt to gift at podcastone.com. Put trunk in the subject. First 25 people to do so. Another pair totally free on their way to you. MeUndies.com slash trunk. And for that receipt, send it to gift at podcastone.com with trunk in the subject line. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. We're back with more with the struts on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. For the people that have, I'm sure there's people, because I've been talking about you guys now for a while in my audience, but I'm sure there's still people that have not seen the struts, not heard the struts. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's plenty, you guys have plenty of fans, but there's probably people listening that don't know about mm-hmm. the band to this point. So give us the condensed version for those uh, those folks out there because it started with Luke with you and Adam, right? Yeah. I mean that's how that's how this came together. Mm-hmm. So were you guys both in bands before the Struts? Yeah. yeah. So I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll do the 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 Uber explanation. Yeah. And we're in a car and a, and a guy says, "Hey, you guys in a band?" You know. Um, <laughs> so basically, and you got three minutes on the ride. Yeah, so exactly. Are, <laughs> the Strokes. Um, the Strokes. The Sprouts. <laughs> um, yeah. So it basically started with me and Adam. Um, I then quickly uh, moved up to Derby. Um, we started writing tracks. Um, we had was there an immediate writing chemistry? Yes, there yeah. was. Yeah, because um, that's important, obviously. Yeah, it'd be ten years next year as well. It'd be ten years crazy. since we've been working together. What was the first song you wrote together? Uh, song is it on the record? No, that's no. no, not. Which one was first? Was it? I think it was Maggie. Oh yeah, Luke is is squinting like it's not a good song, Luke. No, it's no, a good it's, song. It that, is. And then uh, she struts around was another one. Uh, she struts around, and but it's just kind yeah. of like all these whimsical, like you know, funny I still swing. Think they're good songs. Sw- <laughs> swung kind of. Track. Adam's like you know, next record, let's go. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then like very quickly after that, you know, we we did have like a, a previous lineup which sort of like went through its motions and. You know, we we had a a, a label, and um, it became quite apparent that we, you know, we needed to make a change, and that's when we um, we we found Jed and Geth, um, and then since then it's kind of just gone strength to strength, you know, um, sh- doing shows like in London and having like a residency in in Camden was sort of like a really big growing experience for us, and then um, getting our first bit of radio play in france led us to like i said touring there and then that got us to stone show and you know voila here we are so the album 
everybody wants, which we is the one full album that exists right now from mm-hmm. you guys. That album, the the history of that album, and those songs actually goes back quite a bit, right? Because yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but was it did they did those songs originally come out as singles or on a different label or as an EP? What what was the story? Because I was told it was kind of. Is it accurate to say it was pieced together from different things, or was that one fully realized record? It was pieced together slightly. So, you know, we did have, um, you know, an Everybody Wants in the UK, which was released about the same sort of time that we started to go to France. Um, But, you know, a huge majority of the album was very unfinished. You know, everything. the, The tracks were still demo songs, you know, Jen and Geth hadn't even played on any of it. Um, we ran out of money to finish it. And, and the lineup change yeah. pretty much happened as we almost finished the album. So then we never got a chance to actually get these guys to play on it. So so, so you guys aren't on the re- on Everybody Wants. So we were on the second release, the American release. Oh, you're on yeah. the US yeah, yeah, release. Yeah, we recorded yeah. everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's what we, what we did. Yeah. yeah, so when it came to the second, like, revised version, you know, we signed a new deal. It was like, great, let's finish this album, you know, properly like we envisioned to begin with. So we went back into the studio, tracked, like, all the drums, and, you know, and we also said as well, well, while we're here... Is there anything that we could possibly beat, you know, on this album? And we ended up... Which is, like, very rare as well for a band yeah. to be able to do that. Right. That's another stretch way. Right, so, that you so get another you get another t- take two ag- on making your first record. Again, very unconventional, you know. So we, we ended up, um, you know... Also dangerous, though, because yes. that could go down a slippery yeah, slope. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, no, let's redo this again. And then like, but it's oh. fine, because no one heard the first one, so it's fine. Is the first one came out, though, in, in yeah. Europe? It did, but, you know, the label that we were on at the time, you know, we were, like, inherited by onto that label. The, the, the label that we wrote and basically recorded the majority of the album with had the plug pulled out of it. You know, it went bust. And, you know, the label that we were on, the major, you know, thankfully inherited us and agreed to kind of, like, put this album out. But, you know, upon agreement, that was basically all that was agreed. You know, it was just going to be put out and when i mean put out i mean sort of like someone uploading it to right. itunes and saying it's available right right you know right. there was no big push or anything but um you know it, it was sort of great to to give it a real second go and, and give the songs the attention that they deserved you know the first time around how do you guys feel about that record now that you've had those songs for a while and lived with it for a little bit is it is it feel like it's been it's you still because the one thing I was really surprised about when I saw you the other night was that even though it's the one full proper record you have out, you actually did not play about five songs from it. Because right. I was going into a headline set from you guys thinking, okay, I'm going to hear that record top to bottom and the new single and maybe one or two covers, and that's going to be the set. And I was kind of surprised, and in some cases a little disappointed, to be honest, because there's songs on that record I love you didn't play live, but mm-hmm. it was my first time seeing you. But I was like, really, like, what, what they're not playing Roll Up? What they're not, you know, I was, I was kind of surprised. So that's just the evolution of yeah. that being kind of old to you at this point, I would think. Well, you know, I think we're all definitely over the album. I mean, like, where did she go? I've been playing that and singing it since I was 16. Mm. You know, so... I'm very happy to... You're going to be playing it until you're about 70. I know, which is fine. You know, it's fine. But, you know, I think... 
I think uh, we're all kind of like ready to start a next chapter. And and in terms of the live show, I mean, you know, we have to kind of. It is definitely tough coming up with the set list because, like you said, that there's a lot of great stuff on on you know the debut album. But um, one, you know, I, I think we have to sort of like keep an eye on how long we play because of like the schedules, you know, and and what's required of us, you know, the next morning after the show. Mm. You know, so oh, you guys were fried when I saw you in Pennsylvania. Oh my god, you'd come off of doing a video or something. We, we'd done a video shoot, and I yeah. think we got about you know a good solid four hours sleep. Yeah, the performance was great, but I yeah. know when I came back and said hello afterwards, I could tell you were over. I was done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, so normally we would play at least an hour and forty. You know, and um, but you think you did that the other night I think we did close to that yeah for sure and then whose idea is it to do Dancing in the Dark where did that come from the Springsteen cover well I just we wanted to do a new cover and I thought right well what would be the most easiest song to do and and I remember just saying look should we just do Dancing in the Dark does anyone know that everybody knows and it's like what it's how many chords like hardly any yeah and it's easy. And, and it's fun. It's the spirit I, of the show. Yeah, we've we've done like British covers before as well, so it's nice to kind of as we're yeah. touring America. We were coming up for ideas for do covers at the Roxy shows and then that one I mean I never would have guessed you would have picked that song. So I, I think, like that track. I love it. I think people love to people laugh when you say you're gonna play it. Like we had um Chad Smith play with us, Chad from the Chili's yeah. played at the Roxy and he was at Jones Beach when we played with the Foos the other day. And he was like, hey, he's like, we play and dance in the dark tonight. And I started giggling. We're like, what, well, do you want to? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just, we, we changed the set list at the last second as we're going on stage. And, and then, of course, the Foo Fighters do Under Pressure. Mm. And they bring you out, Luke, right? Yeah. To do that with them. So that's got to be a blast, I would think. That is uh, <sighs> definitely some memories that no one can take away from me. You know, if this all ends tomorrow, you know. I, I can sort of slowly fade away in my local pub, <laughs> drinking myself to death, saying, I, I played under pressure with the Foo Fighters and, nah, and I sang didn't. with Taylor. You know, look, it's on YouTube, yeah. You know. you know, when you guys aren't on the show, they still do that, but Taylor sings it. Yeah, well, he sings it anyway. He, right. does, he does the Bowie bit, I do the Freddie bit. Right, right. Um, but it's great, you know. Taylor's Taylor's fantastic. Yep. Um what was really impressive was um again like Jed said um when when Chad came and played with us um later on we did under pressure and then they got Chad up and they did the faces stay with me. Oh wow. And that was really cool because yeah. I've seen I've seen Taylor sing that in his covers band Chevy Metal yeah. which is a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. But with with the foos playing it, it was it was really special. It was really sick. Yeah, I'm think uh, you guys have to be done at at three at, in five minutes. Do you or do, so. do you have a few more minutes or not? Because I don't want to. I want to get to your. To, uh, Let me check. Okay, yeah, we'll see how much time we have. But we should talk about a, a, the the next record that's coming. Right. Yes, which I want. I just don't know how much time I have, so I don't want to take Let's too much. Let's just time take up. as much time as we need. I'm <laughs> fine. Okay. Okay. Well. <laughs> Tell me about, before we get to the next record then, tell me about, we were talking about England. You guys just played Download, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that had to be a big moment. Had you played Download before? We'd done Download previously um, a few years back, but in a in a tent, in a large, large tent. So to play the main stage was massive. I don't think any of us were prepared for the turnout 
you know, considering like... What like, time were you on? Were you on early? We were on like at 2, 3 yeah. p.m. It's quarter past one. Quarter past one. You know, we had the picnic slot. <laughs> you know, and we were like, we were like, okay, we've got no radio play there. The, you know, little press. So we were just like, look, we were all very jet lagged, very tired. I wasn't feeling particularly well. The pollen count there was, you know, insane. <laughs> um... And it was just like, look, let's just get through today. Anyway, so we, we walk up and they're like, right, ready? Go, go. And we didn't get to see the audience and they pulled back the curtain for the main stage. And it was like, Were you the first band on the main stage? Mm, third. 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 Third? Third. And it was like, fuck. Yeah. And there was like, there was like 20,000 people there. Yeah. And all of them, all eyes on us. And, and they they were clapping, they were singing. And... I think they were there because, you know, a huge majority of the people were, like, really curious. They were like, who is this band, you know? See, that's amazing that that's happening, yeah. for, that that's the attitude about it in England. Yeah. You guys being a British band, that that's that the attitude is, well, who are these guys? Like, a download. Coming right back with more with the Struts on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. We're back with more with the Struts. On this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Well, you know, I've been talking to you guys about TheraWorks Relief for a while. And my buddy Tony Lopez just sent me a text the other day. He said, listen, I listen to your podcast. And he sent me a picture. He goes, I went out and got TheraWorks Relief. It does work. That's right. It works. Tony knows it. I knows it. I know it. If you want to relieve muscle cramps, it's clinically proven. With daily use, TheraWorks Relief can prevent muscle cramps before they start. You can get a full night's sleep or do the activities you love without having to worry about muscle cramps. I've heard from friends who are using it. It works. TheraWorks Relief, it takes minutes to apply. It absorbs quickly, and it does work. I recommend TheraWorks Relief to my friends and my family, just like Tony heard it and my other friends have. It's a life-changing product, and you don't even need a prescription. TheraWorks Relief. It is a great choice for preventing and relieving muscle cramps. Try TheraWorks Relief today. Experience relief from muscle cramps for yourself. TheraWorks Relief in the pain relief aisle at select CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens pharmacies or by talking to your pharmacist. Learn more at TheraWorksRelief.com. That's TheraWorks Relief for your muscle cramps. Shut it down. Hi, I'm John Taffer. You probably know me because I've rescued thousands of bars hundreds of them on TV. That's your future broken! I'm also a best-selling author, and I've owned and operated a bunch of other businesses. But now, I'm here on Podcast One with my new show, No Excuses. I only yell at assholes. Every Tuesday, I'm going to give it to you straight. I'm giving you all things Bar Rescue, insider peaks of what's going on on the set, current events and topics you care about, with in-your-face analysis, and you know how straight I can be. And I'm going to have unforgettable guest interviews with the world's most interesting people, and I'm going to ask them the questions that nobody else has ever asked them. And yes, sometimes I can be a bit of an ass, but I'm going to shut it down every Tuesday and make no excuses. It's going to be the number one show here on Podcast One. Listen to it every Tuesday on PodcastOne.com, on the Podcast One app, and on Apple Podcasts. And remember, rate and review it, or I'm going to shut you down. 
Here are some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Removing excess weight from your car, that'll improve your gas mileage. And you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range. Pretty weird, right? Well, here's another tip you also might not know. And that's true car also helps people get used cars. That's right. True car isn't just for buying new cars with their certified dealer network. A nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars. You'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you buy new or used. And with True Car, users can see what others paid so they know if they're getting a good deal before buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with True Car certified dealers. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out True Car and enjoy a more confident buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. This This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. What's do you are you guys writing constantly? Are you always on the road writing songs? Is or or do you are you the type of band I have to set aside writing time? Yeah, it's one of those deals. Set aside. We honestly, I just don't. I, I. I personally don't know how people do it. You know, like amongst like the the pro, the promo, the the sound checking, the working up the new tracks. You know, a lot of our sound checks are almost rehearsals as well, where we go over things, things that weren't good, things were, that were great. Um, and then on the days off, I don't want to sing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of like, I, and, and honestly, I, I I get advised not to. Um, so. I I personally love to live and breathe um, the writing process, and I can't imagine at this point sort of like having two and a half hours in the day to say, okay, writing like now. I, I like to be able to sort of get up, start working, and knowing that I can sort of spend the whole day on it. You know, because it's it's at those times like when you're you know you're halfway through the day and you you start making a sandwich and you know where you you suddenly come up with the best idea or something will happen and then you've got the time to run back and voice memo it and stuff like that and I just don't think you can do that on tour. I think we have little like voice memo banks of different riffs and things like that that you kind of come back to, like it's like when the time is right and we are all together sitting down trying to write a whole new song. It's like what have you got? What have you got? And so we are coming up with little ideas here and there on the go, but as Luke said, not proper full-on writing sessions. And and Adam, for, I've talked to guitar players that have told me that they dream stuff. Like they'll dream songs. They'll wake up in the middle of the night and hum the riff into their notes on their iPhone or whatever. That yeah. stuff's always coming to them. For you, what's the process like? Uh, well, I've I've, <laughs> I've dreamt stuff before and I've woke up in the night and recorded it thinking it's the best thing in the world <laughs> it's and it's absolute <laughs> dog shit <laughs> next day. but um no I mean for riffs I guess it's just most of the time when I've done the better riffs that have um we've recorded on songs and stuff like that is literally just sat down and just done it and it's the first thing that I've come up with on the day yeah and when I've tried to rehash things or you know get too complicated with it it usually just it's too, it's too complicated, so it's not as good. Um, but I, I spend time you know, like just jamming around, and I'll record things down, or even at a sound check, like I'll play one thing, say, "Oh, that's cool," and then we did it the other day in Bethlehem. So yeah, we did. Yeah, we. I mean, in sound check, if something's happening, and we've got like plenty of time, 
we start like Adam will have a riff and then we'll start you know playing it and then I'll be like wait let me get that on my phone one yeah. thing I really <laughs> the Body Talks guitar solo is the first take I did and everyone seemed to love it apart from me and I still hate it what's on the record yeah the song it's, it's, oh, I think it's dreadful but everyone else was it from the I demo it. Or was yeah. it, it was from the just oh, like yeah. from yeah. everything was from and the it, demo. well they always say the demo is better any band you talk to you should have heard the demo but it's like <laughs> what's, a, what's a Dave Davis solo on which King song is that where you, he does this you solo you really got me all day and all the night, probably. Oh, it's the yeah. really scratchy yeah. solo, and everyone's like, "Yeah, that's the one." He's like, yeah. "You serious?" And I redid <laughs> it like four times, and I was really happy. And then Luke was like, "I think we should do the demo one." <laughs> I was just like, "Look, you know, he he redid it, and they were fine solos, but it all like Adam, like he said, like it becomes too calculated, and there's like something which is so cool and like carefree and it just basically complements the track but that happens when i saw you guys play li- and i mentioned this to you adam when i saw you play live the other night your headline set your own show in in pennsylvania there there one of the re- things i really love too look what what's going on with you guys live i mean i i love the record i love the songs i love everything you're doing and i'm sincere when i'd say that to me of all the emerging rock bands to me, you guys are the best. Um, I no problem saying that. I think you got the thank best you. songs. Thank you got you. the best. It's all. It's all there. And if anybody has has seen this band live, it's remarkable because when you look at that audience, I don't know. I don't know. You guys, bands would kill for what you have going on as far as an audience because they're fully engaged. And they in Bethlehem the other night, the age ranged from 10 to 70. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw kids there. I saw people older than me, which is really friggin' old. Mm-hmm. And, I saw, and I saw people like your age. And I, I was like, this is crazy. And they're all into it. And Luke, you get that moment, you're telling everybody to get down on their knees and everything. I don't know if you know, that floor was made of cement, man. That thing was rough on everybody's <laughs> yeah, knees. <I> <laughs> and I was like, when is this kind of a guy going to tell everybody to stand up? And people are dying like shit. But they're doing it, man. Yeah. They're fully engaged. They're singing. They're into the whole thing. To have that equal male-female. You know, yeah. I saw people with death metal shirts on. Yeah. I saw people with Bowie shirts on. I saw someone with a Katy Perry shirt on. It's like the gamut. That is really remarkable. And that's why, yeah, you've got all the intangibles. You've got the you've got the songs. You've got the performance. You've got the 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 star out front singer. You've got all that stuff. But to have that reaction from an audience, I'm sure that's something that you guys don't take lightly. I mean, you see that. You you you've it's very, very rare, and I go to a lot of shows to see that for an emerging band. So that's why I felt really, really strongly about where this is going. Like mm. I, I feel like it's on the cusp that if this record is the next progression from Everybody Wants and everything is – the, the, the right steps are there, it's just going to take one. You've got all these sort of bubbling like rock bands, and people talk about where rock is at in America. It's just going to take one. It's not going to come from a band from the 70s or the 80s, even if they've made a great record. It's going to take a band like you guys or get through the gate in a big way, and I think it's just going to open the floodgates. At least I, as a lifelong rock fan and supporter, I hope that's the case. Yeah. So no pressure, but I'm putting it all on you guys to do that right now. Well, honestly, we were, we were feeling that pressure with the second album. And, and like you said, you know, we felt like that. We felt like the first album and... The, the relentless touring that we did not just in the United States but you know globally as well it was like 
you know, we we I think we felt like we barely made it out alive. You know, we're still together. We're still a unit. Um, mentally, we're still here. <laughs> yeah, that's the other you know. thing. Well, let me jump in on that, Luke, because how are you guys all holding up with this? Because this is a lot. I mean, people could look at this as like, wow. They're living They're living the life. They're opening for Foo Fighters. They're playing the garden tonight. And sure, you wouldn't give it up, I'm sure, for anything. But it's a grind. It, yeah. you're, not, you're not flying private. You're not, you don't have all those amenities yet in your right. career. And Luke, you're the singer, man. You're good. Most people are going to want to talk to you. That's just how it is. You've got to go out there and sing and perform every night. How are you all holding up in, in all this? Has it been a lot, or are you still, your heads are still in a good spot? You get into like an autopilot mode. Yeah. Well, I do, especially. I get... We're going back in like two weeks, and I know that I'm just gonna look back at what we've done and been like, "Oh wow, okay, so we've done it. What's the next chapter?" I th- like, just don't think about it too much. First six months were like a baptism of fire. I think I'm. I think all of us. Well, we we all parted a lot at the beginning, and then realised we couldn't do that forever. So we kind of knocked that on the head. But um, definitely, for me personally, I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like. Wow, we're gonna, we were here for six months and just toured, and then the whole of 2016, we did something like 200 shows. So it was shock to the system, but at the same time, it's like what you've always wanted to do. So mm. you know, we just cracked on really, but we're already still tight as a unit. All- I would say I feel I've never felt more exhausted in my life. But I've also never felt more happy. Yeah, if that That's makes sense. Way, That's I, how I feel. I I personally find the hardest thing is appreciating it. You know, stopping and smelling the roses, as they say. Well, and, you know, you become so desensitized by everything. You know, when you're constantly busy, when you're doing a show every other day and you're always on the go and you're just basically like thinking about getting from one show to the next, you know, when you're really tired and and you get fed up, you know, it's hard. I find it extremely difficult to sort of say like, you know, come on you're really lucky you know that and i'm i'm not too proud to you know i'm I'm proud to admit that you know um we remind you i think <laughs> but i think i think it's 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 tough because when for me personally i'm so focused on like you know this has to be great this has to be the best this has to be the you know dude i'm right there with you thing I, with i'm right it, complete like in my world what i do it's the same thing yeah. like people look at me and it's like Man, you talk about rock for a living on the radio, and you, you know, I host these TV shows. They're like, "Wow, you just..." And then I'm just like, "No, I'm tunnel vision onto the next thing." People yeah. say to me all the time, "It's like, take a beat, man, and realize what you're doing and what you've accomplished." Like, it's always next. Yeah. It's always on to the next. I don't yeah. ever take it in, and I do have people that talk to me in the same way. It's yeah. like, "What are you doing, man?" I think it's how you you carry on, and I think it's what makes success. That's what makes, I think, a successful person is, you know, unfortunately, kind of like, you know, you can't have everything without giving up something else. And and I think, you know, whether it's being extremely focused and work, 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 you know, we have to sacrifice, you know, spending a lot of time away from home, a lot of time away from friends, missing up, missing, you know you know younger siblings or nieces and nephews like growing up and not really kind of like being there and sort of like seeing everything from a distance but you know it's a great thing it's an absolutely amazing thing but it's definitely not normal and and I think it produces um it makes you react 
in in a not so normal way to the world, if that makes any sense. Have there has anybody uh, pulled any rock star moves yet in the in the history of this band? Anybody guilty of throwing a TV out the window or uh, Luke? You don't. Luke is almost nodding yes. I I <laughs> thought about the it. hotel room. I thought about it. Um, <laughs> I I think uh, yeah. There's been many. A, a, a crazy moment i don't think we've thrown a deli tray yeah anything? We, we used to like <laughs> i think i think like i said those adam's laughing maybe he did that one that first i'm just seeing the spinal tap that's of course you know yelled that there's no pimento in the olive yeah, yeah i think when when you're very tired when i get very tired yeah. and exhausted and stressed out that i'm not going to be able to be 180 percent yeah yeah I, uh, you apologized I, to the crowd in Pennsylvania the other I night. Do, yeah. He was like, "I'm sorry, I'm not my." And you were great, but I mean, I, I, know, I thought that yeah. was uh, that was amazing. How's your? Vo- have you ever had any vocal issues? Because there's a lot of singers like I won't talk on a show day. Yeah, you're playing the garden tonight. You're here doing interviews. I well, mean, you know, I mean, like I said, I mean, I think I'm lucky that I have a, a voice like Thor's hammer, you know, um, and it can stand a lot. Um, you know at, the, at your age now at my age now yeah. you know would have i would my, me and my voice like preferred to have laid in till 3 p.m and not spoken yeah but at, at the end of the day you know this is a job and you know and at the end of the day i want to come here and per- personally like talk to and thank the people that are giving us support because you know that is the most important thing um so while i can still do it yeah, I'll do it at this at this exactly. amount. Yeah, before we run out of time, because you do have to go do your gig. New record is coming. No release date yet, but this year, this year, yeah. definitely, it's done. 2018, the year of the struts. Do we feel like it's the? <clears throat> would you say this is the first fully realized proper struts record in your <laughs> eyes, because no. of what you went through with everybody wants? Or it's not in perfect struts fashion. It was recorded in multiple places with multiple producers. Um, so are we going back and re-recording stuff already <laughs> before it comes out? It's already being mixed by like multiple people. Is it really? Yeah, I mean, it's just the struts. You know, it's just there's a point where it's got to be done though right i know I, and look it's it was fantastic you know am i in any rush to make a third album no <laughs> you know but i think we're extremely proud of it there's definitely blood sweat and tears and a lot of other things that have gone into this album and um you know the most stereotypical thing of the second album is how difficult it is and it is extremely difficult well the old adage you have your whole life to write your first record and then you've got the deadline now you've got this you know all this the accolades that are starting to come and and so many more people aware of the band and Mm. the 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 pressure to deliver and then you got a guy like me calling you the future and the band that's going to save rock i I think everyone's going to be happy with it i think it's a yeah, it's a fucking terrific album. Yeah. Say. I yeah. think I think you know one of the terrific, the most important terrific. things was that we didn't want to sort of like departure, depart. Sorry, musically too much. You know, it's very much a continuation of everybody wants. Okay, good. You know, yeah, if it's not broke, you know, don't fix it. That's, exactly, as they say, man. and. We have a, a little bit of an exclusive that we can tell everybody about touring, right? Yeah, we're going to be heading out on tour on a um, headline run. Um, we're going to be playing like a whole bunch of the new stuff, um, uh, from, from this next album. And that will be starting on the 21st of September, September, going into the 9th of November. November. Um, so tickets will be up 
on sale very very shortly i think in a few days yeah so um look head over to the struts.com watch this space it's going to be great the the, the tickets are going to go extremely fast you know so get just them. sold out four nights at the roxy in la as a headline i mean the other night in bethlehem smaller market sold out big room just yeah. amazing what's happening it, it really is and uh, for people that have not heard this band if you're out there People look. People know I only say stuff because it's what I feel, and uh, good or bad. For for all the people, for all the things that I'm saying good about you, there's just as many bands that hate me because I say honestly what I think of them. Yeah. So I, I mean, it doesn't mean anything if you tell every band that comes in they're the greatest band. But I truly, truly um, am rooting for you guys as a rock fan because I, you know, as a fan of the band, of course I am. But the bigger picture is I just think we need this. We need this to happen. It feels like it's going to happen. It feels great. It feels like it's right on the cusp. And uh, I'll tell you, man, when I, I saw the videos and I heard the songs, and I mean, a song like Put Your Money On Me, which, I mean, I love power pop. Yeah. And that, to me, is so power is. pop. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, the people, the influences are obviously there, but it's still unique, I think, what you're doing. It's still original. And I think it's really, really special. So I can't wait for the record. And uh, have a great show tonight. The Garden. That's freaking crazy, man. Yeah. The Garden. Struts at the Garden. The Garden. Right. The Garden. Yeah. Do do the limo. Just have the big the big limos out front. Tell Ben, your manager, just 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 for tonight. Yeah, Get man. The, and, and make them from like 1973 limos, too, yeah, not new yeah, ones. Yeah. The big tricked out ones, yeah. and, you know, so you can put a, throw a robe on you and just get in there. And like, With a you know. crappy, like, little black and white <laughs> television set in the back, which is the size of a Game Boy. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys, thank you. Have a, I know you got to go. Have a great gig. Come by anytime. Thank you. Uh, thank you uh, so hopefully much, I'll be able to get over there and catch some of you guys. If not, I, uh, I look forward to seeing the, the next run of dates and, of course, the record as well. The Struts, everybody. Thank you. Check Thanks them out. So and you. if, uh, you know, don't miss the boat on this one. And these headline shows coming up, not going to be in clubs much longer, so get out there and see them for sure. Or though maybe these aren't clubs. Are you doing big? Are there bigger rooms? Um, nah, I think clubs. it's uh, it's a mixture between. <laughs> Adam's like, no, it's still clubs. And it is. It <laughs> is. I think no, I think we're doing a few theaters and so, like. I mean, well, define a club. You know, but there's, yeah. there's some multiple nights. At multiple clubs nights. And things in like clubs. Look, in my head, go. in my head, every night it's a, it's a stadium. There you go. That's so the way to go. go. That's the quote. All right. Well, my thanks to everybody in the struts. Good to have all those guys on. Uh, Jed Getton. And, of course, Luke and Adam, really excited for that band's next record and looking forward to it. One of the most exciting bands in rock, in my opinion, today. The uh, Eddie Trunk Podcast, as usual, is produced by Katie Irizarry. Connect with me on social media, at Eddie Trunk, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. EddieTrunk.com is the website. Please check all my appearances on the homepage. If you're in the Tulsa area, I'll see you this Saturday night. IDL Ballroom in Tulsa for a free show with Bisto Blanco. Tons of appearances coming up. Tons of cool stuff going on. Don't forget about the big rainbow broadcast if you're in the Southern California area on August 3rd. The place to see where everything is, including you guys in Mexico, because I am coming your way with Deep Purple. You can learn about everything I'm doing as far as appearances right on the homepage of eddytrunk.com. And, of course, you can always follow. And the best thing for up to the second news info and updates is to follow on Twitter. And, of course, that's at Eddie Trunk as well. Don't forget to watch Trunk Fest Sunday nights, 9.30, Access TV, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 Pacific. DVR it, and I appreciate everybody watching that. And listen to me daily on Sirius XM 106 Volume Live, 2 to 4 Eastern, replaying 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern, talking rock music with you. Have a good week. See you next Thursday for another all-new Eddie Trunk podcast.
Shut it down! Hi, I'm John Taffer. You probably know me because I've rescued thousands of bars, hundreds of them on TV. That's your future broken! I'm also a best-selling author, and I've owned and operated a bunch of other businesses. But now, I'm here on Podcast One with my new show, No Excuses. I only yell at calls. Every Tuesday, I'm going to give it to you straight. I'm giving you all things Bar Rescue, insider peaks of what's going on on the set, current events and topics you care about, with in-your-face analysis, and you know how straight I can be. And I'm going to have unforgettable guest interviews with the world's most interesting people, and I'm going to ask them the questions that nobody else has ever asked them. And yes, sometimes I can be a bit of an ass, but I'm going to shut it down every Tuesday and make no excuses. It's going to be the number one show here on Podcast One. Listen to it every Tuesday on PodcastOne.com, on the Podcast One app, and on Apple Podcasts. And remember, rate and review it, or I'm going to shut you down.